things before we get to the meat of the hour. So this is the salad and breadsticks of the hour. Mm. Lyft, I haven't heard where they came down on it, but Lyft went public today. Lyft yeah. is like a... Uber. Is it better or worse? Do you have any idea? Depends who you ask. You ever used it? Yes. No. You like it better or worse? Uh, so make a decision. I don't care. Choose one. I won't. One's better or worse. Okay. Do you not understand talk radio and media in the modern world? Oh, that's right. And then I've got to like hate on the other and one. And the one that you'd like better, and yeah, you become have to tribal hate all about it. Right. Anyway, I don't know. Anything. I'm bad at this. I've never used the lift. They. Uh, I spent my my weekend in a very small town full of really nice people, really kind people. So it's difficult to check back into the modern world. Lyft uh, hitting the market today, seeking valuation between twenty-one and twenty-three billion dollars. I had no idea they were that big a deal. New crop of zillionaires, yeah, uh, be no, running around. No kidding. Various cities where Lyft is big. No kidding. Um, Can we go public? Would anybody buy our stock? <laughs> Come on, I'm a founder. I was there at the beginning. Um, this will never work. I said, and I was right. Trying to figure out what if there's anything else I want to throw in here. Oh, uh, I've asked a couple of drivers which they prefer because a lot of drivers do Uber and right. Lyft, and generally they say Lyft for various reasons. Really, but, um, I might become I have, a Lyft man. Of course, that was months ago, and it might have changed completely. And it might just be that town for some reason. Who knows? Uh, Marco Rubio wrote a piece in the Washington Post over the weekend. Trump is right. Daylight saving time should be permanent. <laughs> That's Marco Finally, Rubio's. Finally, an issue I can sink my teeth into. Marco Rubio's think piece. Heck yeah. Remember, daylight saving time making the impossible possible. <laughs> That's your slogan, Michael. Very. I'd wear your t shirt. Very funny. Oh, and I didn't mention this. So the Republican National Committee actually put out this tweet over the weekend, which I think is too much for the actual RNC. Can't you have a surrogate do it or something? It just seems over the top to me. But anyway, uh, they put out a tweet that said. For St. Patrick's Day, please drink responsibly. It's got a the mug shot of Beto O'Rourke wearing the <laughs> traditional Irish. They photoshopped on the traditional Irish hat. Oh boy, the little green. What do you call that hat? Little top hat's green. It's yeah, got a shame. Yes, yes, yeah. But they used I, his. You know, I don't think people wear that that much in Ireland. <laughs> Well, it's cartoonish. Please, I, please drink responsible on this St. Patty's Day. A special message from noted Irishman Robert Francis O'Rourke. So they got in two things. They wanted to point oh. out he's an Irishman, not Hispanic. This yes. is his real name. Yes. And he got a DUI once. Yes. So, but I, I don't and know. You I don't, just, you don't, they were saying drive uh, carefully, responsibly. Don't drink mm. and drive. That's a positive message. I don't know Jack, if the RNC the needs to get down in the dirt like that. Do they? Are they going to start uh, uh, endorsing those ring doorbells and mention that old uh, Beto was arrested for burglary? <laughs> And, oh, I'm uh, sorry. If you listen to a progressive media outlet, they'll say he was arrested for trespassing. If you trespass in a locked building, that's not trespassing. If you had to break before you enter, that's not trespassing. Yeah, Beto's over. I talked about that uh, different times during the show. Oh, I have yeah. to bring that back up again. Yeah. So this is from yesterday. This has become a regular stop for me on the Sunday shows. Your your press is the meat. Your face is the nation. I can barely take your ABC this week. I'm glad you watch them. They make me sick. You have to have a skill for it. You have to have a talent for it. I can go through all. I can go through all of them in thirty minutes. Really? Yeah. You got to teach me your ways, oh wise. You have to know what's a waste of time and what's good. The good stuff is really good. Mm. 
but most of it's not the good stuff. I need to develop that skill. Anyway, one show that I'm now watching pretty much wall-to-wall is Howard Kurtz's show on Fox, where he talks about how the media handled the week in news. Howard, who wrote for the Washington Post for years and years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was the media critic for the Washington Post forever. That's how I became aware of him. He used to be on Imus's show once a week. Seems to be politically just kind of moderate-ish, too. If, you know, yeah, I don't get some a, of you hear Fox and think Sean Hannity, but he's not like that at all. I don't get a sense at all, but he didn't come from the Fox world, it's worth pointing out. He came mm-hmm. from the Washington Post world. He's got a show now every Sunday where he talks about how the media coverage handled this or that. And he got into the way the media was handling uh, Trump's role. Was there a role for Trump? in the New Zealand shootings. Well, let me turn now to the story that has truly really shocked the world. Uh, the, the massacre of two different mosques in New Zealand, 50 people is now uh, killed. That's now the current death toll. And I must say, when I watched uh, what some of the commentators, and we're talking here about mainstream anchors, hosts, and reporters had to say about this, I was really taken aback. The president did not take any opportunity today to distance himself from a killer, a terrorist, a person who took 49 lives of people who were worshiping. Uh, he didn't take any opportunity to say that he, he wouldn't be inspiring people like that. Donald Trump's derogatory comments about Muslims and his refusal to condemn white supremacy have undermined America's moral authority when events like what happened in New Zealand take place. Other tough questions, whether the president is uh, emboldening uh, right-wing extremism with his immigration rhetoric. This is a president um, who has given plenty of rhetorical ammunition, I think, to terrorists like this. Wow. That is pretty over the top. And as you heard there, Howard Kurtz, and the look on his face was like pained. Like, I can't even believe this is my industry. Yeah. Trying to tie Trump to this somehow. Yeah. And you heard mm-hmm. Jim Acosta there with his, 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 his comments on immigration leading to this sort of thing. And if you're going to go there, I don't go there at all. I didn't blame Bernie Sanders when a guy who says he was a Bernie Sanders fan and loved MSNBC shot a whole bunch of Republicans. Your nut job is what you are. But if you're going to go down that road, how about the endless stream of everything that's wrong with America or is, the world. is white men? Can no. you say that every day, all day long? On campaign trails, on the cable news everywhere, you know what the problem is, is white men. And during the Kavanaugh here, well, you can't trust white men. Oh, 13 white men are going to make the decision? Because they just can't be trusted at all. No. If you're going to go down this road, and I don't think you should, but if you're going to, you could say, you know, there might be some crazy white men out there that feel like they're under attack. Since every day you hear in the news that the problems in the world are caused by untrusty, untrusty, untrustworthy, evil Rapist white men. Yeah. Wow. Nonstop. You know, we got a, somebody, one of our alert listeners sent us this, uh, a link to a video in the New York Times, of all things, their website. And it was a, a young black man talking about one of his heroes from the civil rights movement and how this guy absolutely categorically den- uh, denied the validity of identity politics and the modern social justice warrior thing. He was horrified by it. Because, and, and, you know, honestly, we ought to edit it up and play it for you, maybe tomorrow. But one of his points was that you can't constantly put people in their camps and identify them by their camps and then talk about uh, universal justice and universal rights and that sort of thing because you've put people in their camps. And I just, I think he's absolutely right. I, I think that's a pretty the, good, that's a pretty damn good point right there. You can't have one without the other. Right. 
You can't have the, we're all these different things, and other people can't understand you and are keeping you down. Yeah. That aren't these things, and then be surprised when there's friction. Right. And then one of the other guy's great points, I thought, was he was utterly contemptuous. This great civil rights leader, whose name I, I apologize, uh, I have, uh, I, I failed to memorize. It's over here somewhere in my stack of papers. But, um, and and one of the reasons he's been marginalized and not talked about is because some of his views are kind of unpopular um, these days. But he was talking about um, how now white people were using this. As uh, like a, a self-flagellation to make themselves feel more enlightened, and oh, we got to play the Beto clip. Uh, we're enjoying it, <laughs> the okay. Beto clip, sure. But, and, but and feeling so guilty about being a white male, and and it's terrible. And he said it has nothing to do with actually trying to ensure that everybody has universal justice. It's just it's dumb. So yeah, anyway. maybe we'll get to that. Yeah, but. let's get to Beto. I mean, I dismissed Beto before it was cool to dismiss him. Not because he's a lefty, not because he's a Democrat. Because I think he's a... I hate to use the term nothing burger. It's a cliche. But he's, he's, he's a nothing burger. I absolutely didn't dismiss him. And it was because I was fooled by the mainstream media that I assumed knew what they were talking about when they got to their own lefty politics. Right, right. They, it turns out they don't know anything about any politics. So let's play you that Bateau clip you're talking about. And poor little Chelsea Clinton... Have you heard about her getting cornered and bullied and told she was at fault for the New Zealand shooting? And Eric Trump came to her defense, or Donald Trump Jr.? Strange days indeed, Mama. And do you know what an indecision therapist is? Do you need an indecision therapist? Some days I think I do, some days no. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience Of of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That or Aurora. Right. I mean, he, people are acting like he is anointed. Is this going to backfire on him? No, nah, we're going to well, do it the other way. Stop it. Think, Stop it. Stop it. We're going to do it the way we originally planned. Stop it. So this is Ed O'Keefe, who I sat with at the Stanford dinner. I'd forgotten who he was. This is Ed O'Keefe. Oh, Better O'Rourke. Right. I mean, he, people are acting like he is anointed. Is this going to backfire on him? Well, and I think to the, to the charge that the media may have overdone it, we have to remember something. I made this point repeatedly in our reporting this past week. You talk to every other campaign that's involved in this right now. The one name that kept coming up in private conversations was always him. Is he going to do it? Do you think he can raise $80 million again? So this was them, essentially, goading us into saying, you know, they're, they're scared of him. Very scared of him. Okay, so I get what's going on there. So Ed O'Keefe's talking about this post-collapse. Now, the collapse came 24 hours after <laughs> Beto announced. So Beto announced on Friday was the darling of everything. And then a couple of think pieces came out mm. from New Republic and Slate saying, this guy's got nothing. Look, he is not Barack Obama. He ain't nothing. I'm not an expert in presidential runs, but peaking on day one seems to be a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know if you have to have the thinking pieces behind you. I think in the progressive circles you do. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But so I think Ed O'Keefe was saying, look, we didn't create this idea that he was a big deal. All the other candidates are scared of him, 
and were telling us we're worried about him. So mm-hmm. I get it. I get. I get what was driving the uh, that section of the media. Right. Right. The piece in the slate that you referenced earlier mentions that he has a devoted base of fans, network of small donors, better known, better liked than a number of national Democrats, beefy mailing list, et cetera, et cetera. Beto is missing one important thing, though, an actual reason to run. He would enter the race as a man without a clear political ideology, a signature legislative achievement, a major policy issue, or a concrete agenda for the country. I have one. I agree with all that. I do have a critique. There's the stupid narrative of you have no legislative achievements. There's no legislation with your name on it. It's a dumb talking point that gets thrown out all the time. Why is it dumb? You know the last time we elected a president because of anything to do with legislation with their name attached to it? I'm asking seriously. It'd be at least 100 years. Oh, boy. If not longer. Oh, boy. That's not how Kennedy or Obama got elected, and we ha- and they're the only two senators that have been elected in the last 100 years, legislators. It's got, that's just a dumb thing. I don't even want to waste my time on it. But I heard it 10 times over the weekend. He's got no piece of legislation with his name attached to it. Neither does anybody else that's been elected president for a century or more. <laughs> like saying he doesn't have a pet kangaroo. Oh, right. It's just irrelevant. He's never pole vaulted 18 feet. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> but anyway. Um, we got one more Beto clip. This is Beto himself trying to deal with uh, one of the ugliness, ugliest parts of his life. As a, a white man who has had privileges that, that others could not depend on or take for granted, I've clearly had advantages over the, the course of my life. He tied himself in knots at a couple of different stops over the weekend, apologizing for the fact that he's a white guy, <laughs> which I just thought was crazy. Right, right. You've got to these days. You got to be ashamed of the color of your skin, which is a hell of achievement. A hell of an oh, achievement. Wow. For civil rights. So he's going to run on being ashamed that he's white. And right. no, no, I, I realize, I realize the advantages I've had. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't yell at me. Don't hate I'm me. I'm white, and I, I realize that I've had it way easy, way easier than everybody else, and it's unfair. It's so unfair. I'm going to stop it. What a weird place we are in society. Well, and a similar impulse that you just, you've got to try to understand, uh, where am I on the social justice warrior scale? Oh, no. Chelsea Clinton, of all things, was at New York University, I think, and was cornered by an angry, angry student. The first part of this is hard to hear, but there is one sound, one sound that is key to understanding this clip. Go ahead. After all that you have done and all this on the that you have so Right here is the result of a massacre stoked by people like you and the words that you put out into the world. And I want you to know that and I want you to feel that deep inside. 49 people died because of the rhetoric you put out there. Okay, so let's deconstruct that, shall we? What was that sound at the end? Was that finger snapping? Click? The finger snapping? Yes, that's the modern applause because applauding is too loud and triggering. <laughs> yes, we are a hearty people, aren't we? <laughs> So anyway, what was happening there is a young uh, Muslim activist gal had cornered Chelsea Clinton and blamed her for the massacre in New Zealand because Chelsea had condemned anti-Semitic speech by that uh, young Muslim congresswoman. Wow. So therefore, Chelsea, and, and the gal said quite specifically, you have caused this by your rhetoric. And she sounds mad. So... Again, defending Jews against anti-Semitism leads to the murder of Muslims. Chelsea's reaction to this insane 
bit of near psychotic rationale was to say, you're right, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Well, that's the thing that Tucker Carlson taught me last week. Don't fall into the trap that every time somebody criticizes you, you have to deem them your moral superior and apologize to them. They immediately take the top role, like it's some wrestling meet or something, and you've got to kneel down. All right, then get on top of me. You're angry and accusing me of something, so obviously you're my moral superior. Climb on me and help me. I deserve to be dominated. I must submit to you. Why wouldn't you say that's ridiculous? Right, that's an idiotic argument. But poor Chelsea... Criticizing anti-Semitism in the United States didn't lead to murders in New Zealand. That's a crazy position. Well, that's the insanity of so much of the uh, SJW intersectionality thing. You've got to constantly be ranking and re-ranking people based on their victimhood. And apparently, because it was in the wake of that utterly unspeakable, horrific murder of the innocent people in New Zealand, Jews were temporarily not on the bottom in that discussion. And Chelsea, having defended Jews against a Muslim was therefore complicit in the murders. That's, uh, it's got to be tough to live your life and if you think like that. A lot on 29 hands. people died because of the rhetoric we put out there. God, Chelsea cr- said, I'm sorry. That's crazy. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, social media grappling with how to stay on top of horrific attacks streamed live. We got an update. Trump has got a nickname now for Joe Biden. Yes! And the key to avoiding <laughs> dementia and heart problems, moisturize. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. An indecision therapist, Joe is someone who hires a therapist specifically to combat anxiety over whether or not to have kids. Wow. And it's become a thing in, like, your Manhattans and San Francisco's and probably nowhere else in the history of the world. Yes, and um, never again. Go on. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, 30s and 40-somethings who are really struggling with the decision of whether or not to have kids are hiring indecision therapists. Most funny, of them I'm... deciding not to have kids... Which I think probably makes sense, because the sort of person that hires an indecision therapist no. is probably not on the right path for kids. You can't handle parenting. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I've always been very decisive. It's probably just genetic. For instance, Judy and I were both trying to lose weight, and yet we went out for biscuits and gravy Sunday morning. Awesome. Because Nothing our favorite, better than biscuits and gravy. Our favorite restaurant, the biscuits and gravy, are so good, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and a nice waitress, a sweetheart of a gal, uh, uh, mentioned that, because uh, they're a bakery, too, there. That they uh, they were down to their last few lemon bars, and but they're not lemon bars. They're essentially a lemon meringue pie in bar form. <laughs> oh, right? oh wow! After biscuits and gravy, and she said, "Yes, that's a meal." Would you like one? And I immediately said, "Yes, we'd like two, because I'm very very decisive." <laughs> See, you don't need an indecision therapist. No, no, I ought to be one. You're too weasley. You shouldn't have kids. Get. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's what I paid $1,000 for? Yes, get! (laughs) News now with Marsha Phillips. Social media giants including YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter facing new criticism after they struggled to block live stream footage of that gunman shooting worshippers at a mosque in New Zealand. The Hill reporting the episode saw users uploading and sharing clips from the disturbing 17-minute live stream faster than the social media companies could remove them. 
Facebook, removing more than a million and a half video copies in the first 24 hours. But it turns out Facebook at first entirely missed the video being posted and had to be alerted to it by New Zealand police, allowing it to stream live for at least 17 minutes during the attack on Friday. So, look, the idea that robots are going to be doing all of our jobs soon, including lawyers, I think is a little premature. Yeah. When you can't come up with an algorithm that they've been working on, they they got a lot of money, and they're under a lot of pressure, and they're doing the best they can to, to make sure you never see a nipple or anything violent. But it didn't pick up on a guy walking around murdering people. Well, and I was for just, 17 minutes. Well, it might not right. have picked up on it ever. It wasn't until the police right. called and said, hey, you're live streaming murders. So how did the cops find out before Facebook did? I mean, well, maybe they're just they deal with tens of millions of communications of various sorts at every moment, which is kind of the definition of what Facebook right. is. So I understand that things could get lost. I think, but it's, that probably, is a, yeah. I think, I think it's probably way worse than the way I'm even looking at it. Right. Because people, it was on there. Then people were sharing it. So yeah. it was traveling around Facebook and YouTube while going while being live, and still none of the algorithms for any of that right. sharing information or posting it or any none of them caught it. Well, and I just was reading about people, these sick people who get their jollies by starting posting something that appears to be for children. And you've mentioned this. Oh yeah, They're it's troubling. about it's for children. But 45 seconds into it, after mom or dad has wandered away, they launch into horrifically inappropriate content. Just shocking and nasty and the rest of it, and no kid should ever see it. And they can't, like, figure that out on YouTube. So, uh, I mean, god dang it, maybe the most notable thing about that is you've got people who who want to do that. I mean, why would you ever want to do that? Because you're young and stupid. You're a young male and you're stupid. I don't know, but they got to figure this out because yeah. if, if we already had a problem of, hey, look, I'm famous, I killed some people. If if word is out that you can Facebook live it and the video will travel around the world instantly, that's not good news. Yeah, yeah. Switching gears, former Vice President Joe Biden over the weekend nearly announced that he's running for president at the Delaware Democratic Dinner, but then quickly corrected himself. I'm the most progressive record of anybody running for the United anybody who would run. I didn't mean the Biden camp expected to officially announce his intentions for 2020 next month. This morning, President Trump weighed in on Biden, tweeting this. Joe Biden got tongue-tied over the weekend when he was unable to properly deliver a very simple line about his decision to run for president. Get used to it. Another low IQ individual! Exclamation point. Oh, boy. Again, the important part of that is not Biden almost saying he's running. It's saying, I'm the most progressive candidate out there. He's going to try to paint himself as a super progressive when most people were thinking... He was going to separate himself from the New Green Deal and that whole crowd. Right. I'm a return to normalcy. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a blue dog. running is uh, Susan Collins of Maine, like as a, 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 a moderate Republican. He's, uh, he's not going to be able to pull that off. That's ridiculous. I wouldn't think so. Um, he, he does get credit for pushing Obama for the whole gay marriage thing. Remember, Biden put Obama in that weird position. 
by answering a question on a talk show. So he's the leader of that movement. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got some out there, but man, he's got a long track record I'm going back you, many, though, many years. He's old. He's gaff prone. He's he makes he's mistake jack, after yeah. mistake. Even without, he's got a record of groping and neck sniffing and then lecturing Anita Hill and the Clarence. It's just there's no way. Even without that, if he's going to try to be the most progressive person out there, he's just old and he's got a track record that goes back to a time when we had different attitudes. Right. And no. and you know the current standard is if you ever had that attitude, you're a bad person. Yeah. You don't get to have grown with the rest of the country. If you ever thought because he apparently he had some. Uh, he was a little wishy-washy on some of the segregation stuff and that sort of stuff and busing. I mean, he goes, he's old. He's been around forever. He was a senator when he was 29. Wow. And wow. so he goes way back. And, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he's going to try to run as a progressive. University of California at San Francisco researchers are suggesting that simply moisturizing their skin could protect older people against age-related conditions like Alzheimer's and heart disease. Did you say moisturizing their skin? What the what? Moisturizing their skin. The scientists think that age-damaged skin could be contributing to those conditions. According to the Sacramento Bee, their work showed as aging skin breaks down the immune system releases small inflammatory proteins called cytokines, which can leak into the circulation uh, circulation system, and if there's enough of them, trigger body-wide inflammation, prompting aging in a variety of ways. The researchers had one group of seniors use skin cream twice a day for a month, and another that didn't. At the end of the experiment, the seniors who used the skin cream were had, very supple. Had, had dramatic reductions in levels of those cytokines. That's amazing. Linked to age-related chronic disease. I read this story over the weekend, and I thought... Awesome! I hope this is true, but I didn't. I didn't get. It wasn't paid for by Jurgens, was it? This study. I mean, because this Not is. That I've seen. I'm a Curel man, uh, like my pappy before uh, me. This will sell a hell of a lot of lotion. I'm going to start slathering it, it on. That's amazing. And because the skin is your largest organ in your body, it well, will produce right. a ton of these over time, and they get into your bloodstream. It yep. makes perfect sense. That's amazing. Yep. You know, I ever uh, told you about my invention I came up with? I mean, I was really <laughs> excited about this when I f- it first dawned on me. Because yes. m- my, my darling wife, like most women, um, moisturizes more than most guys. And, you know, she'll talk about, you know, she works out or something. Her skin's getting so dry because she's showered too much. Blah, blah, blah. Women deal with dry skin more than men. So right. I thought, all right, here it is. Here's Joe's b- brilliant invention. It's in the shower, you also have a moisturizing spray, like an oil, that sprays on you. You turn around, and you're totally moisturized. You don't yeah. have to call your man it's or like your the, woman in to rub it on your back or whatever. Yeah. And it's like the tricolor wax bath at the car wash. Very much like that. <laughs> but then, then, it, then it, it occurred to me that if you did that, the floor of your shower would be so incredibly what? slick, yes. everybody would fall and break bones, and I would be ruined. Yes. Good thing you thought that through. Spraying oil all over your shower floor might be somewhat dangerous. The Hankasizer, for those who know what that is. Oh. Dang. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> Darn it. The problem with lotion, though, when I was a, uh, a program director at a little radio station, 
Bahama something Bahama makes all kinds of lotions and stuff like that. The company, it's a company that's still around. Anyway, they, for a summer promotion, sent us like a gazillion cases of lotion. Yes. When I was a PD at this radio station. Yes. And we gave a lot away, but I still had more. We had more than we could use. So I took them all to my apartment and I had hundreds and hundreds of bottles of lotion. <laughs> what the heck? I, I got on this kick of like covering myself head to toe in lotion during the summertime. But it's addictive in that your body stops producing as much moisture. Oh, and once right. you start doing that lotion all the time, you're dry all the time and it's just, you can't stop. Oh, okay. And so yeah. I don't, same with a lip balm. If yeah, you ever yeah chapstick it. they say right. is like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were showing up at the station with like bottles under your arms basically? <laughs> Just slippery as a grease pig. <laughs> Banana Joe? I think, yeah, it was. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's it. what it was. Banana boat. But yeah. I, maybe I think that was it. But anyway, I had yeah. so much lotion. <laughs> I was moist, I'll tell you that. Well, I, you I was one moist 24-year-old. Should have ordered Joe's magic moisture shower. <laughs> You Comes are with elbow guards and a helmet. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. It's a sound like I've never heard before. Was this subtle? Like, did I hear that? No, it was, it was actually somewhat loud. I heard it about three or four times, always in the same spot, always over my son's crib and always right before we would go to bed. Did you see 60 Minutes last night? I did. <clears throat> Long yeah. segment on those weird attacks that we uh, have been on the wrong end of in Cuba and China, it looks like. Yeah, our State Department employees targeted with what would appear to be some sort of microwave attacks. Uh, just absolutely terrible, devastating neurological damage. We've been talking about this for a long time. It's clear some evildoer yeah. really set out to hurt our people. and Or test something out, which right. is even scarier. Yeah, and the fact that we've really cracked down on the Cubans but are kind of sort of pretending it didn't happen so as not to cause trouble with the Chinese, that bothers me. We got this text. Indecision therapists are uh, a sign of a culture in decline, I would say. Yeah, clearly. Wow. They, all of <laughs> all of the history of mankind, they didn't need a therapist to help you decide whether or not you want to have kids. Yeah. We were a beast that wanted to survive and uh, prosper and grow, um, I don't know, in a way that, well, all beasts do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've stopped for some reason. It's interesting. I think it may be. A self-limiting, uh, I don't know, it's a tendency of evolution or something like that, that when there are too many of a beast, they, they don't breed as much. Man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's it, because there, there are crowded places where they're still struggling, where they're still having kids. Mm-hmm. It's something to do with uh, with with comfort. When when there's no need to strive, your, your mojo for reproducing goes away, mm. apparently. I guess, yeah. There's got to be, yeah. Maybe they'll discover where it is in the genome that we're just fat and happy as a people. We, Japan, Italy, Germany, you name it. So we just don't have kids anymore. So speaking of kids, I wanted to do the leprechaun trap for my kids on uh, St. Patrick's Eve. I'm a little tired of mythical beasts that come into my home that I need to prepare for. (laughs) 
There's too many of them. I'm tired of you treating my people like animals, but go on. There's the Columbus Day monkey that sneaks in your window. (laughs) Wait a minute, the what now? (laughs) And leaves chocolates. I mean, there's just too many things. Sanity clause, please. Well, just when my kids are in prime tooth losing period right now. Right. So the tooth fairies are like once a week and just. You got to get you an alarm system. (laughs) But anyway. Mythical creatures penetrating your perimeter here. I grew up... Near a weekly basis. I didn't grow up with the leprechaun. It was not a tradition in my household. Neither was it for my wife. Never heard it till my kids were in elementary school. We had a babysitter who, when she was killing time with the kids years ago, said, oh, we have to... St. Patrick's Day, we have to build a leprechaun trap. And then the leprechaun comes and leaves you candy. Uh, Okay, sounds fun, but here's yet another mythical beast that sneaks into my home at night, and i got to prepare for him. So uh, we get the gold coins. Have you ever seen the little chocolates that are wrapped in gold foil? They look like a coin. Have I ever seen them? Please. <laughs> they're real money out of eating a fortune. <laughs> That's what the leprechaun leaves behind, except I had forgotten about it, and we didn't prepare for it. So I had to run out to the store Saturday night Oh man! to go find some, and I was hoping they'd have them at the Circle K. This is story number one. Uh, stop at the convenience store. Guy that works there, really nice guy, hardworking guy, obviously a good employee, that sort of stuff. Couldn't be a nicer guy. But I mentioned to him something about how long you worked here, and he said, oh, too long. He said, I have a master's degree. Oh. He said. Really? Yeah. Huh. And um, and his master's degree, I won't say in what, but in, in, a, in one of those areas where they are selling you a lie at universities mm. that that is necessary at all. Unless you're going to teach that particular thing, there's no point. Mm. It's just another one of those, kind of like the story last, just the whole education thing is just crazy. Yeah. Why are you convincing anybody they need to get a master's degree in that? Mm. And why? I don't know. But anyway, thought that was interesting. There it was right there in front of me, an example. Then I went to another store where they did have the gold coins. But the uh, college-age chick who worked there said, uh, yeah, I'm kind of bummed because I have finals on Monday, and I just found out I'm a quarter Irish. I didn't know <laughs> it my whole life. We did 23 and Me, yes. and now it's my first St. Patrick's Day where I'm actually Irish, and I don't get to go out and enjoy myself. Thought, well, that's Spit interesting. In the test tube. That is something that didn't occur before. How many, sure. How many newly minted Irish people got to enjoy St. Patrick's Day this year? Probably thousands and thousands around the world. That's funny. I forgot it was happening. So I saw somebody wearing a, a, a green necklace. Oh yeah! If I didn't have kids, it would have. A, yeah, you know. I don't. I don't. I well, don't if, need an excuse to have a cocktail. If you're young <laughs> enough to party, it right. might be a thing. And then if yeah. you have kids, it can be a thing. In between, it's kind of not. I much. loved corned beef though, and I feel like I missed a great opportunity. You had biscuits and gravy followed by lemon pie. Yeah. 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 Well, I actually uh, saved the need... lemon pie for later. <laughs> did you need more? I'm not a hog. <laughs> The show to be over, but I'm ready to listen to the final thought from Armstrong and Getty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Yeah. Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Uh, I've got leftover green beer, green cookies, cabbage. I can't eat anymore, and I'm on my way to go buy some moisturizer in bulk. Fantastic. Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, you were talking about brackets. You know, my financial advisor, as he does each and every year, is taking care of my brackets. I shall receive his advice later this week, and uh, I'll share the uh, information with you all. Do you watch any of the games? Uh, Some, a few, one or two. (laughs) 
Jack, a final thought you'd like to share with us? Yeah, if you've never done the leprechaun trap, this is what the babysitter did for us, and it's it, the kids absolutely do love it. You do the leprechaun in a box of some sort. And you, we, we put Lucky Charms in a bowl that's supposed to something. Anyway. We just ordered a big bear trap online. And then you uh, you sprinkle a little green food coloring in your toilet. Oh, boy. And claim that the leprechaun used oh, your bathroom. Wow. Oh, and the kids love it. <laughs> and then you scattered glitter around? Yeah, or, we scattered glitter around. Yeah, like okay. Leprechauns leave glitter. Their sweat is glitter, I guess. So, uh, I'm a man who likes to think about life and my life and what I do. And uh, it's a uh, life unexamined is a piece of garbage or something. I can't remember. Some wise guy said that way back in the day, but I got to snow blow over the weekend. There was snow on the driveway of a place up in the mountains. And running a big, loud machine, I just love. I don't know why, and I don't particularly care. I was so happy to see there was lots of snow. And you know what? I had a great time. It's a simple pleasure. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Throwing that snow like it was nothing. Out of here, I said to the snow. So many people to thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the clicks we talked about right there for you. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, anim- I'm pretty animated. Armstrong and Getty.